0: Hi mate, how are you?
1: I'm good. Has the anaesthetic worn off?
0: (laughs) I'm all perfect and ready to go. I think that's what we want to hear, and that's what you are going to hear. So it's good to see you. How are you
1: doing? (coughs) I'm great, mate. Yeah, I love. I love the little dodge. We'll just ignore that. But yeah, we should really apologise because we've missed two. We missed Friday and we missed Monday. But basically, um, we're changing the upload slightly. So. Instead of doing two a week, so Monday and Friday, we're now just going to do one a week on Wednesdays. So that's how it's going to work from now on. It just works way better. And after this one, hopefully we'll be making them a bit longer and a bit, you know, basically we'll do the two in, the, the idea that I've got, we will talk about this after actually. But, you know, um, we basically want let's to make just, it longer.
0: Let's record it and then talk about it. That, <laughs> exactly, that, that's yeah. That's and bro- broke way, isn't it? <laughs> exactly,
1: yeah. We'll just figure it out at the time as we're recording it. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, definitely. So, what are we actually talking about? Because I have no clue.
0: So, even better start. <laughs> it just gets better and better, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, mate. So, um, I think it will be a good uh, podcast to talk about the Premier League predictions and how the table okay. will look like in 10, 9 months' town. Cool. Um, I know that we are doing it a little bit late because the <laughs> Premier League has started, but... I would like to think, because we've already had one match day and a little bit of second match day, yeah. um, that we will have a little bit more knowledge and a little bit more research about what we are going to be predicting. Mm. So, I mean, we can do an end of um, transfer window uh, prediction as well and how that went, kind of rating yeah. every team. But this right now will be a Premier League, how we think it's going to be like and why we think it's going to end that way
1: so yeah i'll I'll jump straight in with my one because West Ham being West Ham, you know we haven't made any significant transfers this season. I expect us once again to be battling relegation. Um, I would not be i I would be very surprised if we were to end up fourteenth or higher. you know, I expect to be fifteenth or below you know in the relegation scrap if not actually relegated. Obviously, I don't want us to get relegated but that's that's the way it's heading basically we've made no significant signings and just looking at the table now we've lost our first two games so it doesn't look too good of a start
0: yeah so that's that's west ham shall I, shall i try and go from the bottom up to yeah, make it sure. a little bit more structured
1: right yeah go on.
0: so of course um, the bottom two teams, which I think will get relegated really so again, this is all very opinionated. I might look yeah. like a complete mug in 10 months' time and it be completely wrong, which I'm sure it will be. But this is all predictions. That's what yeah. they're all about. So, I think West Brom and Fulham are going to be the bottom two. I think Fulham, um, I mean, they're a club. They're a very yo-yo club. Mm. Um, they've had, what was it, about 10 years ago now when the Roy Hodgson was at his peak. Took them to Europa League final, and it's just never really been the same. I mean, they overachieved massively then. And West Brom, they've got Slavan Bilic, which he used to be West Ham's manager a few years ago, I believe. But he, I'm not sure that um, they can attract many good players to keep them up. I know they've signed Ivanovic, the old Chelsea player, but you know, he's got his walking stick out and he's <laughs> 37 and I'm not really sure that that's enough to really, you know,
1: push well, on
0: for that 15th spot, you know, to, to solidify a Premier League spot.
1: Now, just on that point, like they've, West Ham recently sold one of our wingers, uh, Grady Diang, I think it was, uh, to West Brom and he's like 20, 21 and he was really good for them last season. Obviously it was the championship, so it made life a bit easier for them. But, uh, you know, this was a a signing that people in West Ham weren't expecting. We were expecting him to come back and play for us. And he's now been sold to to West Brom. So I think a little bit higher of West Brom than perhaps you do. I do think they'll be in and around the same area of the table that West Ham are. I don't think they're a dead set for for relegation, though.
0: I'm not trying to say they're a shit team. Whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Premier League is, is getting more and more competitive every year. So the quality mm. of football is getting better and better every year. Yeah, but definitely. we've got to we've got to place some places exactly, in yeah. don't we? So someone's got to finish somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, Norwich last year, they completely flunked it, whereas Sheffield United did extremely well. So we yeah, exactly. might have the exact same thing here.
1: Exactly. Who knows?
0: So 18th place, um, as you said, I think it's going to be West Ham. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised, honestly, mate. Like it's you know the West, the way West Ham were last season, we were dire. Yeah. I mean, we've lost our first two games this season. And I, I think significant signings over the summer. If you keep
0: Declan Rice over this transfer window, I think yeah. you'll be very lucky to have him for the next um, year or so. Because I don't. Think it's going to be a very similar situation as Aston Villa had last year. With Jack Grealish, they were fighting to stay in the Premier League, and then mm. they stayed in the Premier League, and he just went, "Well, I'm just going to sign a new contract, show my loyalty to you guys." Yeah. And I do think that he to be a better footballer. This is a different. Of course, we're not really talking about the league now. We're talking more about Jack Grealish, but um, he needs to go up to a team where they are contending for European spots year in year out to be that star that he can be because he definitely has potential but anyway West Ham um, th- there hasn't really been any major signings you know you had um post post lockdown you had um, Antonio play really well you had a few players do really really well but I do feel like you don't really have the depth so once one or two players get injured that will be it like, it will be horrible losses and horrible games and it will just be chucking it up to the striker and it will be that survival mode, which you can't really do.
1: I think, I think that's going to be the story of this season, where it's just going to be a, a tale of survival. And I see eerie similarities to... we last got relegated in the 2010-2011 season, and we had one good player on that team, and that was Scott Parker, who was a defensive midfielder. Looking at this one, Obviously, the, the level of talent has risen because the Premier League has slowly gotten better and better. But When you look at it in scale, if you follow me in terms of the talent on the team, I think West Ham are slightly better than we were proportionally in 2010-11 when we got relegated. And what we saw that year that we got relegated, we lost Scott Parker, we lost a ton of um, talent. What What, well... well Inverted commas talent because that team Was absolutely dire um, I think this team is slightly better Than that but it's, it's Going to be a fight the whole year Like We've got to scrap for every single point we get Because there's no guarantee That we'll be in the league Next year and that doesn't Surprise me at all and I'm very worried
0: Well don't worry You'll probably still beat Chelsea twice like you did last year
1: <laughs> That was so, such a lucky flu
0: It doesn't matter It win's a win, it's football
1: Exactly,
0: yeah. So, 17th spot is a bit controversial, I think, with how um, everyone is at the moment. So, I think it's going to be Leeds. I think
1: right, it's, okay.
0: it's not what everyone else thinks at the moment. Everyone else thinks that they're, they're going to do really well. And I think they are a very good scoring team. However, that's very different from being in the Championship to being in the Premier League. We've seen that with um, Norwich last year. No, We've yeah. seen that with Blackpool, I think a few years ago as well, where they were playing very, very attractive football in the that championship.
1: Was such a fun team to watch, man!
0: And it did not happen in the Premier League. They no, it didn't, it didn't. just went down, and they, you know, games were six 0 And but yeah, I think Leeds are going to have more attacking options where they've just signed um, Rodrigo, and they are going to be a little bit with more quality. That's why I think they are just going to scrape relegation. They are going to potentially. Mm. Survive it and stay and they're in still
1: going to be in that fight. You reckon?
0: I think so. I think the league is about your defense, and as a Chelsea fan, I know that very well. So, <laughs> um, you can win games, but like I think Alex Ferguson said, to win um leagues and trophies, you need a solid defense. So, I think that's what leads are strong because I don't, I'm not convinced with their defense.
1: Right.
0: Moving on. Sixteenth, I think it will be Burnley. Um, I think this is again very opinionated. We've had um, Eddie Howe at Bournemouth, where he almost overstayed his tenure um, at Bournemouth, where he took Bournemouth to the highest level that they're going to get, and from there on, well, they they were like what twelfth, tenth in the Premier League. And for a club like Bournemouth, don't get me wrong, that they probably do have the potential when money is invested, but you can only take them so far when they were the bottom of league two. So what I'm referring to with Burnley's case, Sean Dyke has taken Burnley to a point where they can only get so far. And I feel like the year, the time is coming now where they're almost on the downturn or it's bound to be. And I'm wondering if this year is going to be the year that they're going to start struggling. So from was it the 11th, 10th spot where they were very comfortable in the Premier League? I think they are going to drop down slightly to about 16th-ish.
1: So, um, have they, what, what have their signings been like over the summer? That's the one thing I question.
0: I, um, <laughs> they've, they've signed a few players, but they haven't been the... Um, Headliner Headliners Like you know Bleeds went out And bought a 30 million striker Coming up from the championship And an international Proven striker So that's a statement To make there um, Burnley haven't had that And I, I'm sure They don't really Have the same finances They're not as exciting As probably ambitious To be going And doing these things Because they know That What they have At the moment Is kind of there And abouts. So they don't need To improve as
1: such Sorry So just looking at it um, They've basically made like two defensive signings so they've signed basically a backup goalkeeper and um, some defender from Man United so not, it's nothing considerable um, so yeah it to, it looks like they're going to struggle this year based on the fact that they don't have any new talent and it's going to be the same players with the same tactics we, we more or less know what you, you get from Sean Dyche and people will find it out eventually but <laughs> like if they haven't already they will do pretty soon and it'll just be more of the same right like it's uh, you know it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that
0: yeah yeah so moving on next two spots i, I think they're going to be very close and it's um, people think it's a local derby but i think it's not as local as people think but it's <laughs> croydon local and brighton So, by Croydon, I mean Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, So, I think it's going to be between both of them. Because I think even though Brighton have gone and improved, they, as we say, the the Premier League gets more and more competitive. So, even though Brighton have a younger team who are more ambitious, this year I think they are going to be a little bit more comfortable than they were last year. But it's not going to be too big of a mark to be, you know, that 11th, 10th, 9th spot bang on in the middle. So with Crystal Palace, we've seen it with against Man United. They their wingers will rip into the fullbacks. Zaha and Ayu had the best of games against Man United's defence. And I'm not saying Mm. Man United is the best team or the worst team out there, but it's a Premier League defence. They're a solid team who came third last year. So I think that they'll be there and thereabouts, but I also feel like they will have a few. Um, wobbles along the way against the smaller teams because they're not a very consistent club to be playing. So, 14th, 15th, I reckon for those two. Okay. Um, Next two, well, yeah, we'll do the next two again. So, I reckon (laughs) Newcastle, 13th. They haven't had their new trillionaire or gazillionaire owners come in, um, but they have signed a few stars from Bournemouth. So, those few stars, I think, were probably and arguably the best players at Bournemouth, where they had what was it name um, Fraser and the other guy I can't remember. But there was two Wilson. That was it. And those two players, I feel like they will do quite well there. I feel like um, Newcastle's other signings, um, Ethan Ampadu, or Chelsea Loney, will do. Mm okay as well. He, I don't think he'll be that tremendous, but I think he, there'll be a few appearances where people will raise their eyebrows and be like, oh, yeah, he's got some quality.
1: A Chelsea loanee? Surely not. They don't loan anyone out.
0: I can't believe that, can you?
1: Exactly. They don't let talent go anywhere. They just keep it all in-house and just let them play, right?
0: Never buy anyone
1: either. <laughs> <laughs> Huge transfer spending. What's that? I have no we idea. As a, as a West Ham fan, <laughs> I legitimately have no idea what a huge transfer spend is. <laughs> I, I I would just imagine the day that we spend upwards of twenty million on a player, on multiple players.
0: Yeah, but then again, I feel like your owners
1: are a little bit dodgy as well. Oh, don't get me started on them. That's a separate pod in, in itself. Just me ranting <laughs> about the owners and their shoddy management. Um, but but yeah, like they, you know, Newcastle were kind of banking on the investment from. The Saudi royal family and then just being able to go out and buy shit tons of players and that just hasn't happened
0: I don't think they've done too badly even with Mike Ashley it's surprising he's spent money
1: I know right I'm amazed he hasn't just skimmed (laughs) off the top and stuck it straight in his back pocket but um you know that that lack of investment will still continue to hamper them and I think you know putting them what, what, what was it, like 13th, 12th, 13th, you put them? 13th, yeah. 13th, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good spot, I think. I think that's uh, pretty accurate there. And who did you say was above them?
0: And above them, um, last year's promotion, promoters even, um, Aston Villa. I think they've improved with quite a few players this year. They've kept Grealish, who signed a new contract. They've bought a number of
1: relatively good players. Villa didn't get promoted, but yes, do continue. Last year. Alright, oh, sorry. Right, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so um,
0: I think they'll 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 improve on what they did last year. Of course they scraped it last year and was it seventeenth? Um, I think this year they they have improved players. They their players are more experienced, so twelfth place, I reckon. Okay. Moving on to eleventh place, I think this is where things are starting to get a little bit tougher. Um, Where you've got the mid-table bunch, so I reckon it'll be Sheffield United. I think they were on a massive high last year. I think this year clubs will find out a little bit more about them, and I I reckon that it will be that season that you know they had one very very good year. This is going to be the um, reality check.
1: Their hangover year. And this is this obviously isn't a club, but the player that springs to mind is Chicharito, where he had that amazing year at Manchester United, where he would come off the bench and just bang goals, and then the following year he got found out, and he was, t- and then they ended up selling him to Stuttgart or something like that. You, you get the idea, right? Every, he's a ama- you're amazing in your first year because no one really knows how to deal with you. And then there, there's thinks- a
0: lot. There's a lot of examples like that with many other yeah. players, many other teams. But I think with Sheffield United, this will be a real, real good season for them <coughs> in, in a sense of they might. I mean, 11th place is a very respectable place for someone who got promoted last year. Yeah. So, yeah. all I'm saying is that, that I'm not sure that they'll do the same as well as they did as last year. Um, that's all. So, 11th place for me, I think that's quite realistic for them.
1: Yeah, I think so. Bang Especially
0: on mid table. Well. Yes, of course. I forgot Henderson's back at Man United. Yeah. Exactly. Um, back at, sorry, not back. Um, 10th place, I reckon it will be Southampton. So their manager has had some more experience there. I mean, they've lost like 9 0, wasn't it, to Leicester last year? <laughs> they've had some scenes. And I think ever since that loss, they've only gotten better and better.
1: So you think that was like the rock bottom for them to just start moving up?
0: Yeah, I mean, Southampton have been a very solid club for the last seven, eight years since they've come up to the Premier League. Mm -hmm. But I think that 10th place for them, they'll do well. They've got Danny Ings, who, you know, had he played for a top Premier League club, he would have been right up there. Um, But he is very much putting them up on the table. If he
1: was at a bigger club, I mean, it's a shame.
0: Yeah, he was at Liverpool, though, and he got injured, didn't he? So it was it was real, real shame for him. But um, Liverpool haven't missed him, and I don't think he's really missed Liverpool. So it worked out both ways. Yeah,
1: he's doing well as he is.
0: So ninth place, I, this is where the next little pack of um, teams gets very, very difficult to predict. I think he'll be Leicester. So, of course, they're on a massive high as well. Well, when you go up the table from that, you'll you'll see what I mean. So, right.
1: so why, you've got, no?
0: I think they were on a massive high last year. They bought a few players, but again, I think everyone else improved around them massively. Um, every club that's finished in the top half of the table has bought or brought in new players. Right. So, I'm again. I they might be wrong. Really
1: had that investment this summer so that could hold them back.
0: They they've had players come in. I just don't know if <laughs> Leicester's again it's very weird because of course they won the league a few years ago and now was just insane what they did. Hmm. But you question how high they can actually go because of course it's only going to happen once in our life when something like that happens. It won't happen again. They didn't get Champions League last year and they've got European, uh, you've got Europa League football to play alongside the Premier League. I am not sure they have the squad depth to deal with that unless they go out quite early, which I think they've got a half decent team to go, you know, quarters or at least the knockout stages. So uh, I'm not convinced by them having to play European football and Premier League.
1: Yeah, I mean. It would be great for them just to give their fans like some kind of European or you know a cup run to go on, whether it's FA Cup or European football or whatever it may be. And you know I think the owners would would be interested in doing that for sure. Mm. Like when they won the league and then they went to the Champions League, they put decent teams out to play Champions League, and you you kind of have to. And I would hope that they don't do what Spurs did couple of years ago where they intentionally lost Champions League games so they didn't need to play anymore just to focus on the Premier League to get back into the Champions League next year which in itself doesn't make sense you know I think they would come into it with the mindset where they would try to enjoy it and try and be competitive and that if they don't have the depth as you say then that could impact on their Premier League performance
0: mm. yeah and when, I, when I'm just like Gonna stay the next few teams. You understand what I mean? To why it's so difficult to predict from now on. Yeah.
1: Um, it's tough.
0: The next team I think
1: will be Wolves. Okay.
0: Um, of course, they've got a few new players. All Portuguese, as we know. It's yeah, Portugal. they're
1: just the Portuguese B team. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're Portugal without Ronaldo. Exactly. Um, I, I they, they've improved. They've bought that um, young striker, silver. Who is going to be? I think he's going to be a real good player. He's only what twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, but the players they know Wolves are a quality team. They've established themselves as a good Premier League team now with their manager, mm-hmm. and their players. Um, but again, they've got European football next year. Can they do it?
1: Yeah, I mean, would they? Would they? It's exactly the same thing as I said with Leicester, where. Would the owners be interested in them giving the fans a cup run at the, at the sacrifice of doing well in the Premier League? And I would hope that it's a yes, but I, don't, I think in my heart of hearts, I think the owners will be like, no, we want to push on to get Champions League teams. So I would probably question that one. I think they would probably finish a little bit higher. Mm. But um, who have you got next? Seventh uh, place,
0: okay. I have Everton. So okay, of course you have a very very experienced manager who's just come in, and he's got his first full season in there now.
1: Yeah, um,
0: he's brought in a whole new midfield. He's and from the first two games, from what it looks like, James Rodriguez is are going to be a very good
1: player. Um, Go on, Hammers.
0: Yeah, he's got, he's got Alan, good old Al, you know, behind him, and he's got the Corey in there, and I think. That midfield is looking quite dangerous from a perspective of linking up the attack and the defense. Mm. So, I think that there's a, they're only going to be looking up, and you know we're talking about a real, real competitive league now, where you've got a really decent nine teams going up there. And when we're saying nine teams, that's half the league. Where yeah, exactly. You don't really want to be playing week in, week out, but that's what the quality of the league is now.
1: Exactly. It's interesting that you say that because I was thinking that as you, as we were going through the, the bottom half of teams where there's just such a gap in quality between those top nine or 10 and then the other half where, you know, the, the correlation is significant investment. And, you know, that's, that's the, the correlating factors to predict success in the Premier League and that's that's quite sad I think.
0: That's how the world is nowadays. <laughs> it is. So, sixth place. Um I mean as a Chelsea fan I can say it. I reckon we'll be sixth. Wow. Yeah. Why?
1: Why'd you say that?
0: Having seen the first two games, um, having seen our goalkeeper, having seen our defense <laughs> We're, we're lucky to win against Brighton. I mean, had it not been for James's goal, like just the rocket from outside the box, which in essence, it's luck because you're not going to be scoring goals like that week in, week out. So with all these new signings that have come in, it's a completely different challenge for Lampard. He's got to settle in these players in the first few weeks because you've got to hit the ground running when you're in a position of Lampard that's just spent however many millions and players. Um, and it's, I, I don't think they're going to be able to cut it straight away. I think the team will maybe start performing after Christmas if they do, but I think it'll be too late. And with how we know Chelsea's track record of managers, and I hope I'm wrong because Lampard is Lampard to Chelsea. Yeah. Um, I hope the senior management and ownership will kind of say like, like, It is a long-term project. Klopp didn't turn Liverpool into what they are today in a year or two. It's literally taken four years. Ferguson didn't turn Man United into what they were how many years ago in a matter of a year or two. It took him about five or six. So I really worry as a Chelsea fan, after seeing our performances, I really worry. And I hope I am wrong. But from what I've seen from the other teams, I don't have much hope.
1: Hmm. It's going to be interesting. Like I, I, I really thought you, you know, looking at your signings and everything, that you guys would at least make the Champions League or at least be thereabouts. But you know, you put yourself so low. I'm like, wow, that's 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 a real shock.
0: And I hope when we look back at it at the end of the year and we <laughs> do the summary. I will say how stupid I was, but
1: May, I hope so too with the West Ham prediction.
0: (laughs) Maybe I'm just being too pessimistic. I don't know. I I, we'll find out. We will. So, fifth place. Um, this is I think is gonna be Arsenal. I think they're looking half decent. They bought in William, um, who by the looks of things is putting the ball in front of the net for the strikers at Arsenal to just kick them in. So, I think he was what they needed in the attacking sense. Defensively, I think they've recruited two defenders. Um, I think they've literally, they've, they've done well. Yeah. Arteta, I think, knows what he's doing. Um, so, I, I reckon for the top four, it, again, Arsenal, I'm saying they are improving, but with what top the top four teams are doing, it's going to be Yeah,
1: I mean, they've still got quite a young team as well, haven't they?
0: Quite a few teams have quite young teams, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so it's interesting that the, the trend of the Premier League is to invest more and more in youth, even though, you know, there's a lot of players out there that are in their prime right now, but maybe more ready to go as such right now, if you follow me.
0: Yeah, but I also feel the trend is to give young managers a go. And with those young managers where we've seen it with Solskjaer, Arteta, and Lampard, Lampard didn't have a transfer window to go buy players. Arteta mm-hmm. kind of came in. It wasn't at the start of the season, so he just had to get on with what he had. Solskjaer just went and spunked out money on every single person he could think of. So there's a tr- different trend from what every club wants. And I think quite a few clubs have brought in quite a few young players academy recruits because of what the fa are saying with the um domestic development of players and when we didn't have this rule i think it was about 12 years ago clubs just didn't have any domestic trained players whereas now we've had this rule for what a decade or so clubs know that it's there they're not going to get around it so they're just accepting the fact that they have to get on with it and that's where they're paying more attention to who they're developing rather than Going out and spending seventy-five million on a attacking midfielder when you've got however many midfielders, but you still go and get a German bloke that looks like he can't play football.
1: <laughs> Good old habit, say. Eh?
0: Again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you get <laughs> very, very, very quickly. But <laughs> what seventy-five million can get you?
1: Oh, mate, it's awesome. So fourth,
0: fourth. Um, so. Again, with last year, I think they were very fortunate to be in a Champions League spot. But Man United, how many penalties do they get? I don't think that's going to go away this year. Um, I th- don't get me wrong, I think they, they have, again, recruited well. They've got, uh, um, what's his name, Van den Beek. They've got a solid midfield. They've got a solid attack. Their defense is a little bit, I'm not sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's where I I'm not sure if they'll be fifth or fourth, but I think luck is on their side. So that's why I've put them in a fourth place rather than a fifth place.
1: Exactly, yeah. Bruno Fernandes still is a very good attacking midfielder, so he'll do very well for them. And, yeah, the the penalty aspect of it and the... Um, well, I can't remember what it was called, but it, it was where the refs gave Man United an extra minute or two in, in stoppage time. Fergie 30. time? Fergie yep, time, yep. that was it, yeah. And that, that will still carry on to this day for all of eternity. Fergie, Fergie time will be applied to Man United. It's great. Yeah. So,
0: third place, I reckon it will be good old Jose. Um, okay. Tottenham. Uh, having watched the documentary, I wasn't fully convinced by um, what is going on at Tottenham, especially to begin with. But then again, he didn't come in at the start of the season. Yeah. He's dealt with a few issues, I think, remarkably well from what they've showed in the All or Nothing documentary. And I think him being him, it is still in his blood to go and win. Even though it doesn't come across the best way in that documentary, I do think it, he's still about that. And even though I did say beforehand he's passed it, yes, he is. That's why I'm not putting Tottenham any further up. Because at the end of the day, they're not the Man City or the Liverpools. Mm. So... I think they are going to massively improve. You got to remember, quite a big number of that team got to the Champions League final. Be it, it was a very lucky way to get there, but they still got there. Yeah. So I I do think they'll they'll be in the Champions League spot. In my pain to say that another London team will be above us.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the it's the trend, isn't it? That Jose, not Jose, Jose's. Second year is always the year that they, they make a massive jump up in terms of performance and results. So, you know, logically following that is, I guess, what brought you to put, him, put them third?
0: Yeah. I also think the board, Daniel Levy, has gone and you know, got Gareth Bale back. He got that left-back, Regulian, R- back. Oh, not back. He recruited him. Mm. So um, they bought that Hoiberg from Southampton. They bought uh, Do- Doherty. So, there's been a few improvements on the squad, and I think with what Tottenham do, um, they wouldn't go out and spend 75 million on an attacking midfielder they don't really need just for the sake of buying. Yeah. Um, So, I think they're recruited in a smart way where those signings will really help them. Okay. So, that's my justification for that. Um, Top two. I, well, I, the gap is going to be a lot smaller this time round. It okay. won't be like a twenty-five point difference like it was last year. So, so you
1: think it's going to be competitive to the end, or or at least till uh, you know the last couple of weeks? I,
0: I'm not well. Maybe at least until the thirty-fifth game. <laughs> it won't, won't be like it wasn't the thirty-second or the thirty-third game.
1: Yeah, it, it was. It was one of the earliest in history, wasn't it?
0: it I mean, I don't know. I stopped paying attention. <laughs> but, um, I think it'll be Man City. I think they'll massively close the gap. But mm-hmm. I think from they've got Nathan Ake at centre-back. And be it, I might be completely wrong. But they need to keep injuries um, to, a, to a real minimum. Liverpool managed to do that last year. And I think that's where they were so successful.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and this year, I think Man City need to keep Laporte. Very, very fit because I think he is that solid centre back who will keep things under control. I have no question about their attack with De Bruyne and Aguero. You know, Aguero potentially is last year. Um, They've recruited Torres, Ferran Torres. They've got Sterling. Those players under Guardiola, they they've been there for a few years. They know what he wants. The system works. So. It's the same justification for Liverpool. They've recruited smartly. They've got Thiago in from what we've seen against Chelsea. He's done really well. Um, but it's keeping players fit. And between those two up there is who can keep their players fit and not injured to win the league for me this year. It will be maybe a 5'10, 10, not 10, sorry, 5'6'7 at most point difference rather than 22.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so. Yeah, that kind of covered all the
1: places. Mate, you did very well there. I, I do agree with Liverpool being on top. I think, you know, Man City, especially last year, they were they were really off it. And Liverpool this year, obviously last year they were incredible. This year they've only got better in terms of some of the signings they've made. And you, you expect Klopp to just push them that bit further to keep going and just to sustain this successful period. You know, I would expect them also to go deeper into the Champions League this year. I would expect them, you know, I think this is a team, if they had a little bit more depth, this is a team with potential to win the treble, I think. I think they just need a little bit more depth, um, especially um, in in the midfield, I think. Um, But other than that, you know, this, I I expect them to win again. And I expect them Man City to be the top two. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon.
0: No. Uh, and it is quite entertaining to watch them. But as I said, and I'm going to keep referring to Salah Mane. They're the, the best players in the league, no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, one of them gets injured or both of them get injured. Liverpool
1: are in for, in for it, aren't they? Exactly. So, they don't really have the depth. Uh, they don't think, have anyone at, at that quality at, as their wingers to yeah. to just step into those roles and be able to do exactly what they do unless they go into the transfer market.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure...
1: be a significant investment, sorry. And
0: I'm sure Klopp has got a plan B just in case.
1: Yeah. But
0: we haven't seen it, so that's why we're making this prediction.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, we're, you know, this is all assuming, like, the players stay healthy and things. And, you know, it'll be really interesting to see if... Um, Liverpool do lose a significant player like that. Um, although, to be fair, they did lose Oxlade-Chamberlain for a while and they were still able to win the Champions League. So, you know, it's possible.
0: Yeah, for we know, Everton could win the league and <laughs> Chelsea could get relegated. So,
1: <laughs> Everton winning the league, Jesus Christ. Like the Scousers' loving life. Liverpool last year, Everton the next. Yeah, so I I can, think... Do you reckon Liverpool will actually burn down?
0: Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> With how, how the scenes were when they won the league and the Champions League. Exactly, Do fear for the residents of Liverpool who are not football fans.
1: Oh, my God, imagine. Especially in the age of COVID. like Nothing's going to be safe. In the age of COVID. What exactly. a
0: world. No fans in football. Just boring games, no atmosphere, yeah, never winning the league, you couldn't wish for anything worse,
1: and West Ham losing it gets even worse
0: i mean that's the normal anyway
1: i mean yeah, to be yeah, to be fair, <laughs> it's just as well we didn't have fans there because there would be riots, there would be actual riots <laughs> like i uh, i uh, you know I, I after the poor performances last year and the poor start this year, you know, I just can't get over um how badly we've performed. And it really sucks, but you know we just gotta move on.
0: <laughs> As a fan, all you can do is rant on a podcast about it.
1: <laughs> exactly, rant on a co- podcast to about five people, and we really appreciate you if you listen, listened,
0: up especially up until now, because exactly. I mean I I can't assume very muchly that no. my predictions are very interesting.
1: <laughs> i mean i mean it'll be in i'll be interesting to see if the one guy that listens actually um like takes an in, like takes issue with the one thing you said you were like what the fuck my team should be higher or whatever so, i would
0: love that i would love people to comment and say oh, what their yes. predictions would be or yes. if they think i'm wrong or anything like that
1: <laughs> yeah so please do um like share comments see you know let us know your thoughts and all of that And yeah, we'll see you again next time. Hopefully with a slightly longer pod on Wednesdays. That's the plan. Thanks for listening.